Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. This is your official Leguizamarama spoiler warning. If you haven't seen The Survivor from 2021... Uh, we will be spoiling it in the second half of the podcast. So you can listen to the first half, but when we start talking about the film, uh, we will be spoiling it. Otherwise, please enjoy this episode of Leguizama Rama. Peace. I hate the word. I Welcome to Mission Zach's Leguizamo Rama, a podcast where each week me and my mate chat about John Leguizamo. Why? We like him. Uh, we talk about all his movies. We've done heaps now. We're on 148 eps or some <laughs> shit like that. That's insane. <laughs> We've got a Leguizarias coming up soon. Every 50 <laughs> eps. That's enough of that. Um, yeah. Uh, and didn't we give it a different name each time? Leg- no, you it was wanted Leguemis, to. Leguemis. The Leguamis. <laughs> <laughs> and we're not going with that. Um, my name is uh, Mish Witchrup. You might know me from not calling it the Leguamis, yeah. but I'm open to calling it the Leguizovskas. Are you? No. The Leguizarias is too good. And I'm joined as always by my mate. Zachary Ruane, who you might know as um, really being in the corner for the leg, leg logi, the Legogies. Legogies? The Legogies. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. And the gold Legogi goes to... <laughs> Mission Zach. No, John Legogies. Yeah, maybe John would get it. Um, this week we're joined by a friend. A uh, friend and a guest. I guess we love him. Um, uh, I'm so glad that this is the film that we chose to bring this guest on for. <laughs> keeping it light, keeping it simple, you know? Yeah. It's not always puss in boots in this family. Um Oh, my God. They're a podcaster. Mm-hmm. They're a comedian. They're incredible. And in all seriousness, if you ask any comedian in Australia who their favourite comedian is, like 90% of the time they say our guest. This what? Is, this is fact. We're joined by Jordan Barr. That's the nicest thing I've ever heard. I didn't know anybody listened. No, it's, <laughs> no, it's true. I thought they all went on their phones. No. Like me. <laughs> in all of the, like... Um, not Vox Pop, you know those like chat to camera things that Comedy Festival brings out each year? They always ask like, who should we keep an eye out for? And fucking everyone says Jordan Barr. Jordan Barr, she's hot, hot, hot. Yeah, you're hot Get in property while right the, now. Get in while the ticks are cheap. And yeah, and, and, and boy me. are they. You might even get them for free. <laughs> um, Be yeah. the one that, you get to say you saw Jordan Barr when, when Jordan Barr was... Charging less for tickets. No, but it's so true. Like every, like every, like if you don't believe me, ask Cal Wilson. Cal Wilson <laughs> said Jordan Barr. They all love Jordan Barr. Hey, Jordan, thanks for joining us. Thank There's you. a lot of bars about Jordan oh, Barr. Wow, There's wow, a lot wow. of buzz about Barr. I love that. I love never reading my potential, reading my potential, or meeting it. <laughs> I can barely read I'm sorry, as is. <laughs> but you like instantly get ten percent if Jordan uses the buzz about Barr as her next comedy <laughs> festival. There's a lot of buzz about Barr. You can quote me on that. That's, yeah, absolutely. I'm, that has now been published. <laughs> 
and you can say there's a lot of buzz about bar. Buzz Zachary about bar. Wayne, open bracket, Auntie Donna, close bracket. Do you it's find beautiful. It, it sits on the lips. Do you find it difficult to name comedy festival shows? G- yes. I I, but I did. I st- my first two, I, just, I was like, I'm just going to name all of my comedy festival shows after Cranberry songs. So yeah, the first great. one was Zombie and then Dreams. And then I was like, I do need to sell tickets. And so I, <laughs> I thought I'd go for more of a target Ode to my there. family. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll wait till a family member dies, then yeah. I'll do my Ode to my family <laughs> one. Something devastating but uh, ultimately heartwarming at the end, I'm sure. Um, and, yeah, I don't know. I, I find it tricky because also like – Sometimes you lock yourself into a theme and then you're like, I don't know anything. You got to keep it a little vague. You got to keep it a little bit vague. Well, often they ask for the title before I've written the show, before I've done anything. So I can't ever make the title about the show. Yeah. I'm shocking at naming shows. I've done okay. In fairness, I've named one, but like because the first. <laughs> okay, okay. Well, no, the you first. You must be a real bad. Mitch. To be fair, no, I'm bad. Yeah, yeah. I am bad. The first... Why are you bad at it? What do you? What do you mean? I just you're go bad into at... mad panic. The first. That doesn't show... mean you're bad at it. That means you've got anxieties yeah. around it, and the way to get through that is to say, "Hey, you're not that bad at it." Mm, thank you. Well, um, actually, let's hear the name. Yeah. <laughs> no, my, so my first ever comedy festival show was called Soy Fat White, which is an excellent. That's title. funny. It's funny. That's funny it's shit. Kind of, it's says a little bit about me. It's delicious. It's tasty, right? Yeah. That was not, I did not name that show. That was not the original title of the show. The original title of the show was The Manager. And I told my friend Michelle Brazier, a friend of the pod, Comedy Darling, and she took me my hands and went, no. <laughs> like she just went, no, honey, no, that's not the title of your show. And I was like, oh, but that's kind of what I think it's going to be about. Is this? And she's just like, no, it's a. That's an awful title. That sounds like a BBC like uh, like crime drama <laughs> that does. comes out. I think pr- I'm pretty sure there was one with Elizabeth Debicki <laughs> yeah. in it. If yeah. Elizabeth Debicki is in it, it's not a comedy. Yeah, no, not you at all. You can't be doing that. Um, and so she <laughs> named it. She just went, "Oh, just name it Soy Fat White." And I was like, "Okay." And then it went off. And then my second show was called Butterfingers, which I named. That's a good name. It's fine. No, that's a good name. Thank you. But it had nothing to do with my show. That doesn't matter. I don't think that matters. Have you ever seen, uh, and I think he's so funny, Brett Blake's posters and all names? It's always like Turbo Bogan <laughs> something like that. Yeah. You just want to get see, something that's going to titillate the, the people you want in. I called mine Saturn Return because I wanted astrology I just want I just didn't want bless them and I wish I was the comedian for them but I'm not I just didn't want a crowd of six-year-old men which happened to me a couple times and I could yeah. not tell you why yeah. <laughs> I, like, I wish I was the comedian for you yeah I got the, I got that in Sydney I had a, a show that I did at Sydney Comedy Festival it was my first ever Sydney Comedy Festival this year and I did one show where about 50% of the audience were like 50-year-old couples that came to my show because they got there early and were waiting to go to the 7.30, 8 o'clock show and they were just not, they just did not like me. Yeah. <laughs> it's so hard because yeah. you want to do, like you want to do it for them. I you want to be the comedian for them but you just can't because they don't think it's funny to say you're going to kill yourself. Yeah. Yeah. I made a Bob Brown joke and they loved that. Great. And then I made a pegging joke and they were like, oh, absolutely not. Like, you know what I mean? You, and the thing mm. you realise pretty soon is it's like the show is what the show is and if I chat, if I if I like too much for this audience, then the people that will like it won't like it. Yes, exactly. So then you're just like caught in this crazy world. I remember the first ever Edinburgh we did, I was um, out flyering and I met this guy. I think I've told this story on the podcast before. And I kept being like, I 
halfway through, I realised that I was doing too good of a job of flyering <laughs> and I realised that he would hate the show. <laughs> It was this man, he was like, he was clearly like wealthy, educated. Um, he was there with his wife and children um, and he, and I talked about the fact that it was sketch and then he said that he did footlights when he was at Cambridge. Oh. He was like, well, you know, when I was at Cambridge, I did footlights and no. then we had this like big conversation, oh, like God. this great conversation about, because I'm a big fan of like a lot of comedians that have come out of that. So we were talking about Fry and Laurie and we were talking about um, uh, like lots and lots of comedians. <laughs> I just, Whoa, the whoa, list is endless. The list is endless. No, I, I had this, I just, Emma you know Thompson, what, she was. Emma Thompson was in their era and then oh. um, I'm having this crazy <laughs> mental blank. Mitchell and Webb were yeah. Cambridge. Oh, get out. Um, uh, uh, like uh, Mr. Bean. <laughs> Rowan Atkinson. Rowan Atkinson. All, all the British comedians with posh accents. All the British yeah, comedians yeah. with posh accents. And then all the ones without posh accents were like underground 80s. Cool. Yeah. So French and Saunders weren't. They were like middle class. But then oh, they yeah. kind of sound a bit posh because they could do posh. <laughs> um, but anyway, so uh, and he was just like, oh, yes, I love sketch. And I was really connecting with him. And then I realised like about halfway through this conversation, I was like, oh, no, he's going to come to the show. And then I was like, I can't tell him don't come because that's insulting. And it was just this awful, awful interaction where the rest of the conversation, I was like, oh, no, he's going to come. But I don't want him to come. But I'm firing him. Did so I'm come? like selling. And then he came and I've never seen someone just not even disappointed, just like, well, this is not for me. It's <laughs> <laughs> an hour of that and he, he was sitting in the front row. Oh, he awful. wanted you to know you got him too. Like, here I am supporting was, my peers. <laughs> he was so excited. He was excited for like fucking Cambridge Footlight sketch. And then we were just like, oh, fucking fuck. <laughs> Somebody came out dressed as a ball sack. <laughs> <laughs> pretty much. And sang a duet. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. It was awful. It was truly oh, awful. That's so funny. But that's the way you got because then also you're just like, well, I sold that fucking ticket. Yeah, well that, <laughs> yes. that's fifteen dollars in my pocket, cunt. <laughs> I I think I pitched a show that I, and I was like, this is gonna be about climate change. I don't know why. And I, I was like, I'll make it funny. It's not. And, and then I just the whole show was um was about sister wives. Like I just kept coming back to the Good. show Sister Wives and I was like, God, I wonder how many people thought they were coming to see a little smarty, yeah. <laughs> smart, intelligent <laughs> comedian be like, and you know, the real thing is that polar bears are dying. Blah, blah, blah. But instead I was like, have you seen this show? That's good. Great. No, that's what, what, good. what funny stuff can you say about like the end of the world? So Sister Wives is so much more interesting. Oh my God, it's better. Have you, are you, do you TikTok? Yeah, yeah, Do you yeah. TikTok? Do you TikTok? <laughs> I'm on with um, the kids. We do a secret little handshake. <laughs> um, I got onto Sister Wives TikTok. Yeah. Or I should say Polly TikTok, which is great. Because yeah, there's, there's so TikTok. many different corners of Polly TikTok. Yeah. Um, and Sister Wives TikTok yeah. is phenomenal. Because it's like little one-minute documentaries where they just are like normalising their lives as best they can in one minute through a lot of edits, like day in our life stuff. It's just great. I love TikTok. I, I, do you know what I just got? I just got an app that I learned about from another podcast, from a clip for another podcast that stops you from opening TikTok too quickly. So How I, does it stop you? It's called One Sec and 
you open it and it, it makes you wait for seven seconds before the app opens. And it's and that because I love TikTok so much, I was like, I need to stop. <gasps> That's um, what I need because I saw a TikTok about how bad TikTok <laughs> was, and they were like, if you and I did it today, and it fucking worked. It I I open up my app. The the woman, um, she was a doctor, controversial, and she said that. Um, <laughs> If you don't look at your phone, like if you open your phone first thing in the morning, you mm. train your brain to need it like mm. all day. And so if you just like don't do something else and then pick up your phone, whereas I like rely on it to wake up in the morning. I'm mm. like, I simply cannot hydrate mm. my eyes without I need blinding that, yeah. that delicious blinding yes. light. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And how like at the end of each week when you get that, this is how long you spent on your phone message. I'm always like I've never revealed. Because it's deeply depressing. Well, this, but also it can't keep going up. There is nothing in me up. like this. Like, don't go on your phone in the morning. It's like there's nothing happening in my life that I feel is stunted because I'm using my phone in the morning currently. But that's what you think. But your brain well, what else is am I rotting. Do? <laughs> Look out the window. Get up. Go see <laughs> like, the world. Shake hands with a neighbour. Uh, Ask yeah, me how sh- they're doing. Uh, t- <laughs> my neighbour uh, hates me. Like, uh, my read neighbor. a newspaper. Change the world. Go. Hey, wait a second. That's not on. Fix climate change. Fix climate change, Mish. Yeah, what are you true. doing? Yeah, you know, we're all here fixing climate. No, I um, I always, maybe once every few months, I try to do it every few months. It happens more once every six months. I do, and you would know this because you have to get in contact with me sometimes. I do like a no phone periods of time. So like maybe a week ago, I, I turned, like I turn off my phone for two or three days and it is fucked up. It's fucked up. Up the first day, it's like everyone that says, "Oh, I don't really need my phone," is like a heroin addict that doesn't know they're addicted yet because yes. they haven't tried to stop. Yeah, you turn hey. off your phone and you put no, because I say that too. Yeah. I put it away and literally, I'm just like, <laughs> yeah, you like fucking get me some fucking little videos. Yeah, <laughs> I need my little videos. I just think, I mean, what am I gonna oh. do while I shit? Oh, I just need my little videos. Fuck, fuck. <laughs> But if we didn't, you got psycho. But if we didn't have TikTok, yeah. how would we know that Jonah Hill is a bit of a fucking idiot? And I did need to know that. And there I was did something need to know that. that was satisfied knowing that. I'll talk about it. When he did that therapist docker, I was like alarm bells. Oh, <laughs> alarm bells! I reckon as much. when he got the tattoo that said "body love" on his shoulder no. blade, I was like, "Ooh, I reckon." Something's he up. He doth protest a bit too much, yeah. he thinks. And he wasn't at Beanie's wedding. Yeah, he wasn't at Beanie's wedding. Oh, wasn't he? No. no. Well, I mean, See, somebody on TikTok said know, that he wasn't. Do you know what I <laughs> I think? is I think when I heard that, I was just like, <laughs> I didn't have the room in my heart. <laughs> I don't have the room in yeah. my heart for this information. Yeah. I'm like, I'm sorry for all the people hurt, yeah. but I don't know this man. No, yes. no, but now I know this about him. Yes, I know. Yes. That's exactly. I got, when I say I became addicted to it, I mean, it was, it's not, I didn't mean to. It was just like information that was being thrown at me that I was being forced to consume yeah. because of the amount of TikTok I, I watch. Yeah. But it was just like it consumed honestly about 48 hours of my life was just this like that's so deeply private. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? It's like, oh, God, how embarrassing. And that is such deeply like for anyone who has no idea what we're talking about, uh, Jonah Hill's ex uh, released a bunch of messages on her Instagram 
uh, that he had sent her, private messages that he had sent her during their relationship with a list of things he called his boundaries, which were essentially rules to, that he wanted her to follow boundaries. about how she dressed and who she hung out some with. Some great Twitters about it as well. I mean, in the dying days of Twitter, some great tweets. Oh, oh yeah. Very funny, very yep. Reminds us why we're all here. <laughs> Quick shout out to Hot Department who did one of the funniest yes. videos. Yes. Oh, episode. really? Oh, did they do a video? Yeah, I'll watch it after. Oh, my so God, it's great. so funny. Um, <laughs> Joel Kim Booster did a great uh, tweet as well where he said... Um, like a great gay weekend. And it was just the list yes. taken out of yeah, yeah, It's yes. amazing every yeah. single like. I love funny. it. Yeah, yeah. So I read it as like my summer bucket list. <laughs> I just read yeah, my summer bucket list. It's so good. So funny. I just read I was just like, oh, this is so deeply embarrassing for this guy that I don't know. Well, yeah, but it's also like, isn't it so funny that when like guys do these like, like bad behavior, it's also so like, did, like so embarrassing the way that they express themselves like the whole Jonah Hill thing like I don't agree with him but I also find the way that he communicated so cringe and awkward yeah. and then like the same with that guy from Rick and Morty like his messages that oh, he was sending oh, like yeah. so bad but also like bro yeah. <laughs> it's so bad that's so embarrassing it's yeah. just embarrassing it's just like that is really yeah embarrassing the what? Rick and Morty one is that's <laughs> such a good point yeah. did you say because it was it was just like yeah. like uh, like okay these messages that you're sending are like in so clearly in the realm of you shouldn't work anymore. Yeah. Yeah. You know, but did you have to like <laughs> do it oh. so uwu? Like, <laughs> like did you have to like I imagine him in like a top hat. Like yeah. it felt like like a little the, monocle or yes. something. It was very milady. Really I just good. like it was so weird. Like yeah. guy who smokes weed once talking about weed at a party. Yeah. Like I just couldn't. It was, oh, it, it was very much like read. A, he read a book about what you like how to pick up girls. Yes, yes. And it was just like oh, and just followed the guidelines yeah. without any like life experience. It's so or wild. It was just like. Just embarrassing. The Jonah Hill one, though, that was just like literally like that is just very embarrassing for you. Yeah, um, yeah. And I, I, I just I don't have anything to say about it. Except it's, that it it's was just so fucking revealing. Yeah, yeah. I would say so. I kept getting into little fights with people online. Well, I wasn't. They were just. I posted a video about it. It was nothing, but people got really angry mm. <laughs> and started fighting underneath. But it was like kind of incredible because they would be like, "What if your partner posted a bikini photo?" And I'd be like, "Thrilled, cannot relate." Oh. <laughs> Could you imagine? Oh my god! Like, imagine being mad about a bikini photo, you psycho! But also, he. I'm fairly certain. Met her through Instagram. He slid into her DMs yeah. because of one of her bikini photos. Isn't that the most outrageous thing you've ever heard? That's like Not me. That most. I mean, we've talked about another more outrageous thing. <laughs> In the same context. <laughs> yeah. Okay, the cartoon guy yeah, was the more cartoon guy. Oh, I'm not saying it's bad. all like, it's all bad. <laughs> no, no, but the cartoon guy I think was, was, was sitting on pretty bad. Yeah. I, I, yeah. Okay. Swigs, yeah. Swigs around about to get it. No, no. It was very, look, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. The, the sliding into the de- My My point is like, I don't know this man. Yeah. Oh, no. And then, and it's like the people that were defending him, it's like, you don't know this man. You don't know this man. No one knows this man. Oh, my God. It's parade here. We can't, nobody knows. I, um, I had my first ever online fight the other day. Um, <gasps> I posted it about it on my stories. <gasps> what did you fight threads. about? It wasn't a fight, but it's just a guy. By the way, can I just 
very, very quickly say, <laughs> kudos to you and your commitment to threads. Well, I went hard. Because it was, you, a, it, was the thre- it was the thread rush of I was on holiday, a mini holiday granted, but I was on holiday and Zach messaged me. <laughs> Get on threads right now, immediately. <laughs> Sometimes I like to just be off my phone for a day. <laughs> so, well, no, because I knew I was going off my phone that weekend. So you had to thread and up. I was like, I got a fucking thread. I've got three days. And, like I was going offline on Saturday and I'd planned it and it was, went, threads went live on Thursday. I was like, I have like... 38 hours to do as much fucking threading as possible. <laughs> and you got like, and he was like, download immediate. So I did. And I was like, okay, done. He's like, great. Please don't give, I'm trying to give this vibe of being chill, not like <laughs> this like social media, like, yeah. <laughs> I'm giving you advice as a friend, and now you're like letting everyone no, know that I'm sweating. not chill. I was like, Miss, you got to. <laughs> you must get thread immediately. But you're so into thread. And I, I, pre- I, I respect it, I suppose, because like, you got to get in early if you want them thread dollars. <laughs> yeah, it does feel like you've invested in Microsoft early on. Yeah. You're like, guys, get an Xbox. Get into the it. Xbox. <laughs> it's threads, it's going to happen. <laughs> you, when you get older, you, you learn that you've missed it. Like I missed the boat with Facebook and I missed the boat with Instagram. Mm. So uh, like now I'm just like, fucking get on it with yeah, any yeah. new tech, like any new social media app. But cool. I'm not that full on. Like no, I'm not no, a Mastodon I've... or Blue, no. Blue no. Lude. You were being Excuse you were me. being a helpful friend and colleague, and I appreciate it. <laughs> I, um, no, no, silly. Um, I but no, I did a thread where I said people that don't like Star Trek probably don't know how hot Spock is now, mm-hmm. um, because the new Spock is really hot. Right? Are you a Star Trek fan? No, but I I'll watch it now. <laughs> <laughs> so um, Spock is hot. Spock right. is very hot, and then a lot of like hardcore that Star Trek good. fans were like, Spock was always hot, but I'm like. Not like this. No, I've, I've seen <laughs> pictures like of this. Spock. <laughs> well, apparently he was always hot. I'll show you the new Spock. I'm looking this up is... hot Spock. I don't no, know there could be several the Spocks. Spock. I'm going to – I have a picture because I sent it to someone else because it started a conversation. Does he get new skin or is Spock is like a guy? Spock. It's a new actor Okay, he's got Peck ripped. Yeah, he's like he's, – he's, um, he's he Gregory was... Peck's grandson. Get out. And it's like, it's like uh, Gregory Peck – the Gregory Peck line, I presume, then just married European models for the next 50 years. Fitting. So it's he's just so like, hot. <laughs> it's just like Gregory I'm just, Peck. I'm going to show you both some fan art. <laughs> oh, my God. What are they called when this it is, points down to the penis? That's Zachary yeah. Quinto Spock. Oh, okay. Oh. Who is also very hot. Mm. But the new Spock is very, very hot. Anyway, my point is <laughs> – mm. My point is, I just did this funny little thread where I was like, um, "I was like, you know, uh, pe- people that don't like Star Trek probably don't know how hot Spock is now." That's not true. Um, even if you think Spock is hot, you might not like the storytelling devices. <laughs> yeah, I get it. <laughs> I don't think whether you like an hour of people like talking about no, stuff. No, no. Mm. Zach, you said something on the internet though, and that's that sums up your entire belief system. <laughs> well, what I've now learned is that it doesn't actually matter what you say. <laughs> Because the comment I got in response was like, um, so, so we're, now we're expecting, all right, what's he going to say about Spock? What's he going to, this guy said, woke Trek. They can't go a single episode without some woke bullshit virtue signal these days. What? That's, that was his response to. Hot just, Spock. Hot, Spock's hot now. Woke Trek. <laughs> And then it's just Woke. like, and, and that's good. It it, but it like doesn't really work. Star and Woke are not. I've got to say, work. good comedy festival show title. Woke, Woke Trek. Trek. 
You as hot Spock. Shotgun. <laughs> That's the most um, tuxedo cat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but woke trick. But which is so funny because it's like, what? I won't go into it, but like every, I posted a picture of this because it went on, the conversation went on. And every Star Trek fan I know that messaged me and was just like, Star Trek has always been woke. Like it's the most woke series. Yeah. It's like uh, this aspiration. It did diversity before diversity was a thing. It might not have done it as well as it's done now, but it did diversity. Like they looked, they wanted it to show a, a, a brought together world. It was always about making the best choice in mm. difficult circumstances. It it was is is and always has been the most woke show in the world. It's like what. What show did you think you were watching? Like, yeah. <laughs> it's in, it's also set in space, bro. It's fine. It it's doesn't fine, actually. Man. If you're worried about it affecting you, it probably won't. And they've literally <laughs> made hundreds and hundreds and hundreds. You just don't have to watch it. Yeah, you can go and watch. Any of the hundreds of other shows. Anyway. Does this person follow you? No, it just because of threads, the algorithm yeah. was just putting you in front of anyone. And that was, it was the gold rush, but also, you know, mm. you were getting put in front of anyone. So anyway, I wanted to have this big conversation with him about, but I like held in and I just responded with, Spock is hot now. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. And then okay. he said, yeah, so what? For every 10 seconds of hot Spock, I have to sit through 10 minutes of so social justice warrior diatribe. Which again, that's bit like it's literally been people talking oh, about thread things. Thread sounds awful. And then I said, "I'm so sorry. I think you misunderstand the point I was making. The actor who plays Spock now is hot, <laughs> and they've made ears that work good with his face." Finally. <laughs> and then this, I didn't share this. He said, "No, I do get it. You're mid." <laughs> And then I said, but Spock is hot now. And then someone else came in and defended me. And you don't have to do this. If anyone's ever fighting with me, like clearly I've got a thing going on. So if you're listening, you don't have to defend me on threads. This but is so good, But someone did come Zach. in and defend me. And they said, your entire profile is a disaster, which admittedly it was. Yeah. I'd, I'd been on the – but I – I, I was like, I could go in for his profile. I could go in for like the yes. fact that Star Trek has always been woke. But I was like, isn't it funnier to just stay on the hot spot? Is hot now <laughs> because thing? that was the whole point the whole time. I never said anything about you. Woke never trend. said anything else. <laughs> I was just like, cool, man. Great opinion, bro. <laughs> but you must agree, Spock is hot. Spock's gotten hot though. Spock's gotten hot. I and didn't you can't say, say that. Spock is hot because then he's gay. <laughs> <laughs> then he said, oh no. So someone said, your entire profile is a disaster. He said, oh, no, my throwaway anonymous profile on threads that I've had for five days is a disaster. Help. I've been emotionally wounded. <laughs> cry face. And then I said, I nearly didn't respond because I didn't want to encourage the other person. I'm so person. glad you did. I'm enjoying this so much. I've never loved you more. I said, I'm sorry that you're feeling emotionally wounded. If it makes you feel better, Spock is hot now. Can <laughs> <laughs> you write back? And then no, and then I think uh, Instagram deleted his account. <gasps> no, because he was he was being much nastier than he was to me to other people. He was and being a nasty. Threads part. is like all about being. They well, big boy Zuck was like, you have to be kind. Yeah, can't say cunt. You can't say cunt on Threads. No, no. Well, that, it's, I, whenever I post, whenever I go to write cunt, or most of the time I go to write cunt, it does a little message saying, "Hey, you sure you want to say that?" Can you say yeah. fuck. Yeah, because cunt is a mean word in other countries. But I actually think um, I'm not going to – there's other countries where this has been much worse for them. But 
Facebook has a bit of an issue of like moderators not speaking the local language. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not comparing <laughs> me saying cunt to other situations. No, 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 no. I'm not, I'm not saying that. But I do think they should have a few Australians in the moderator Absolutely. team. Absolutely. Like, cunt's not that bad of a word. If it's an Australian account. Is it account, just cunt? You can't say, can you say pussy? No, it's, the, the issue is because in, in America, if you say cunt, it's yeah. like a it's You a can mean. feel the air get sucked out of the room if you say cunt in America. It's like a bad <laughs> word. It's a sexist word in America. Whereas here. But we have American listeners and they don't pull us up on it. Because they know that we're not, well, maybe they don't like, maybe we've just hey, got a bunch of sexists. <laughs> Yeah, fucking say it. Because cunt. they know that this isn't workless armor. <laughs> if you are, and if you're, <laughs> this is edgy and hard. No, they know they they understand the context. I think younger Americans understand that it, it it's not. Yeah. In in Scotland and Australia in particular, it's not as bad of a word. Workless armor would definitely be a very good Patreon. <laughs> Just you and me doing hot takes. Hot takes. Like was <laughs> oh, I love it. Um, but like it's all a lot of like, um, can just I? Just a lot of dead air around. around. <laughs> 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 just apologizing. Uh, I don't know if, uh, Great film for us to work lasagna. <laughs> work lasagna. Work lasagna. <laughs> it's just vegan. <laughs> it's layers of blame and shame. Oh, it's so funny. I love that. I get my Instagram stories deleted all the time because I forget that you can't threaten to kill someone. And, like, obviously I'm doing it out of, like, fun. I'm like, you should, mm. especially during comedy festival, but like, I'll be like, see this show or I'll kill you. Mm. And it gets deleted because um, oh. they, they see that as a threat. And I'm like, context, context, context. I can't kill 99% of Melbourne for not seeing a show at the Butterfly Club. I, uh, <laughs> I, did, a, um, I did a show. I did a, uh, like, I had a thing I was in. On TikTok, at some it was just a, a sketch that I did that I was in about um, what bucks parties and that they're a bit lame. Yeah, cool. and that was the joke: is that men go to these bucks parties and they pretend to be tough, but they're usually just like doing activities. Right? It's not the best sketch in the world. It was just a sketch. It's a very funny sketch. And the comment underneath it, there was a comment on it that said something like, "You know, like oh yeah, men are inferior. Way to go, ABC." Oh my god! And I screenshotted it and shared it, and I was just like, um, uh, I just thought it was a bit funny that about bucks parties, but whatever, man. And then Instagram pulled it down because of what he was saying <gasps> was inflammatory. Like because like, yeah, it was like there are layers. Are you serious? So <laughs> I only ever had one thing taken off my Instagram. Yeah, and it was a story. And it was me in a sports bra. Oh, and my all it, God. And it was during COVID, uh, which is over now. Um, but it was during. Finished. Finished. Done. Woo, we did Woo, it. It's over. Um, 2020. <laughs> and I posted a, a photo of myself. It wasn't even like sex. I mean, it was sexy because it was me in a sports bra. But it wasn't me trying to be like full like get your dick out or something like that. It was like. <laughs> and that, that's you know sexy. What, you, yeah, that, you don't want to see me. <laughs> come on, come on. Actually, Instagram's fine with that because they're like, this is not. But under, and I wrote something along the lines of something cute. I don't know. It was, it was adorable. And it got deleted because it was um, like uh, lewd images. Oh. 
of just and I was just like Fuck oh and I was I, if I'd had the energy but I was depressed because it was 2020 and we're all in lockdown if I'd had the energy I probably would have launched some sort of like tirade about how ridiculous that is because people post pictures in their bikinis all the time literally so, Mish in a fucking sports bra in a bedroom it is like it's also like so interesting now because I'm seeing a lot of my friends who've had top surgery post topless photos, and I'm like, mm. it's the same nipples. Yeah, <laughs> come on. Yeah, yeah. But if anybody else does that, it's just crazy because it. And they acknowledge in it. They're like, this won't get taken down now because yeah. it's like a different. Like, it's, I wonder it's, if I post an issue with the memory. Glands. Yeah, <laughs> I yeah. Would be so, they know. The thing is, I no would milk. be so curious <laughs> no to see. <laughs> Those no nipples milk. can't make milk because <laughs> I want to eat it. <laughs> dairy intolerant. Does our milk have dairy in it? Sorry? Does, does yeah, our yeah. milk? Is it dairy? So I had to point, it's got it, point at my tits while I said that. Well, <laughs> is it our milk? <laughs> I, that's a, does it, it is, is it dairy? Um, <laughs> it's got lactose in it. What yeah. is dairy? Like, right. what is yeah. dairy? Yeah. Is, oh, whoa. Wow. is it dairy? Oh, what my is God. Dairy? Is breast milk dairy? Yes. Well, is goat yes. milk dairy? No, yeah. d- dairy. Is dairy, be... just, is dairy just the milk of a cow? Da- I no, think dairy or is it the like milk of a mammal? Any, any milk. No, because goat's milk is dairy. Like, what about snake milk? That's that would da- be dairy. I think it's I think it's milk that comes from an animal, and we're an animal, so it would be dairy. You know. However, what? if someone gave me a glass of their breast milk, as a vegan, I could drink it because it's consensually given to me. Uh-huh. <laughs> okay, what if and my cow came up and you don't know me and my cow. <laughs> and that's on Get your lasagna. dick out, suck on my udder. All right, we really should talk about we didn't talk about John Leguizamo. No, we're going to do can that we, after we do We'll the do the ad and then let, can we just talk about John Leguizamo before the blurb? Let's yes. do the ad. So when John we're, we're going to go to the ad and when we come back, we're going to hear Jordan Barr's hot take on John Leguizamo. <laughs> Hi, welcome back to the ad you may or may not have heard. It's didn't tough get one out last, there. We didn't it's get one last week. It's tough out there for advertisers <laughs> right now. It's a bad, you know, it all trickles down. I was listening to it just to review through like very, very quick on like uh, times two speed making sure that everything for the pod last week was good after I'd posted it. And we didn't get an ad and it does sound really awkward. It's like, okay, so here's the ad. If we got one, welcome back. (laughs) (laughs) Very awkward. If we ever do a Patreon, like that's a great point to plug the Patreon. So if we have a Patreon now, um, if you didn't hear an ad, get on it. (laughs) We don't have a Patreon as of recording this. No, absolutely not. But maybe in six months' time. So, um... A little bit of a backstory here. Oh. I've wanted to get Jordan on the pod for a while anyway because I'm a fan. Yeah, and um, I've been hot. I've been saying no. <laughs> That's not true. Zach, That's not true. Zach has, Zach's got beef with you, Jordan. <laughs> yeah, uh, t- 1997, you remember? Yeah, I yeah. recall. We're slowly going through all of our mates in comedy and you were covered. I was very excited. However... Jordan and I did a podcast a couple of weeks ago. A little quick plug for Sam Peterson's Confessions of the Idiots. Right? I've heard of it. And we were just doing our like pre the chat at the start where he's like, so what do you guys do? You do the podcast, blah, blah. And I said, I do Mission Zach's Leguizamo Rama, which is about John Leguizamo. And to my right where Jordan was sitting, Jordan just says, oh, I love him. Oh, wow. And I was like, I love excuse him. me. And she, I love, I genuinely massive fan of his work. And then started listing off movies he's done. We have a legitimate <laughs> fan in wow. the room. Wow. Yeah. I feel like. Am I, is this is this freaky? Like I feel like oh, everyone him. should be fans of John Leguizamo. Like, are you? You would be surprised how many people. It's the, one of the reasons why we started doing it was because John Leguizamo is the person everyone's like, who's that? And then you show them a photo and they go, oh, he's X from X. Everyone you know what I mean? Has their, most people. I don't even like. 
bother trying to explain or list the films. I'm mm. like, if as soon as I show you a photo, you'll have a film that you're mm. going. A hundred percent. Yeah. Oh, Tibble. Yeah. Oh. Yes. And you've joined a very small crew of people who have done this podcast that were legitimate big fans, probably to the same level of fandom that Zach and I were before we started the you, podcast. Jude Pearl, Jude Pearl, Alexi Toliopoulos, Alice Tovey, Alice Tovey. Everything he does is good. Oh, it's great. And like, even if the project itself is bad, like his integrity remains. And oh, like, and oh, also oh. you, you just know. How did we talk about <laughs> other shit for a half hour? What the fuck was this? We are the worst podcasters in the world. No, we oh. have to talk about Jonah Hill first and then we <laughs> talk about John. Um, I just think that like every and it also is like very apparent to me that he's a nice guy to work with oh, because yeah. he works with the same people again he and he also just seems like a good energy and he's never like he knows his place in a scene too because he'll either be like the lead and he'll be like crushing it or he'll like sit comfortably as a side character and yeah. just like contributes to the doesn't seem steal. No. And if he does, it's just because you're like Oh my god, John Leguizamo is in this yeah. every time, and I think I think I said this to you. I don't know if um, it was on the pod or not, but I was like, I remember being like, "Now this, we are talking about an actor," because I knew him as Tibble, mm. obviously. And then I'm a bit of an IMDb freak; like mm. I always have the trivia up while I'm watching the movie, and oh. I like look up all the actors and have a bit of a stalk and stuff like that. Um, but I remember finding out that he was I would have been in at school, and I found out that. He also voiced Sid mm. in Ice Age, and that was like a real come to Jesus moment. I was like, "What? Yeah, we didn't know that when we committed to this podcast. That's insane to me. Yeah. That's a bad guys. Yeah, don't rewatch Ice. <laughs> Ice Age. There's, there's like twenty of them. <laughs> I think they're bringing out another. They got that little squirrel that they just they keep wheeling that out. Little fucking squirrel. I can't wait. We're that squirrel see... went to space in the last yeah. one. <laughs> He still, he still just can't get his nut. He just can't get his he nut. He wanted that nut so bad, he went into outer space. He made the whole solar system. I don't think you understand, Jordan. In Ice Age, this squirrel can't made Saturn. He literally created Saturn. Ice Age has lost the fucking plot by five. I'll tell you how I know that. I've had to watch them all because of a stupid fucking and decision. Sid's still there? What is the lifespan? And oh, mate, not and only, he is, not only is Sid still it. there, but every single character that they've picked up over the last five movies is still fucking yeah, in it. Like a, so we're like, following about 25 different fucking mammals at this it's point. It's legit. I think we've finished. I think we've finished with the films, but it was legit like a Robert Altman film by the end. There was like 20 fucking kooky little animals. Yeah. All so with funny. a little story. Like, doesn't Sid have like a family too that just keeps showing up? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Everyone's got a family. It's like Magnolia. Everyone's got their own little stories. And so I, in choosing this film. It's like Magnolia. Have you, it is. It's just like. Well, I wonder what's happening with the little rats that we met in Ice Age 3 while they're still in the That's journey. so funny. Who's Ray Romano's f- brother is the mammoth, right? No, Ray Romano is the mammoth. Ray Romano is yeah. the mammoth. Oh, okay. So the, Dennis I saw- Leary is the saber-toothed tiger. And Dennis Leary! That's right! And his girlfriend is Jennifer Lopez. <laughs> <laughs> they don't even cast with any. Like it's Dennis Leary so and funny. Jennifer Lopez. Yeah. Jennifer Lopez from The Cell. What's yeah. she doing? <laughs> I got I got really confused until like today when I was on TikTok, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. No, um, but I, because you know how um, uh, who's the guy from Seinfeld who comes through the door? Kramer. Mm. You know how Kramer did a uh, had a comedy set and then mm. he went a wall and said the n word about forty six times mm-hmm. and nobody's seen him since. I for the longest time 
thought that the person who did that was the guy who played Ray Romano's brother. Oh, <laughs> and everybody oh no. loves Raymond. Oh, and I saw a trailer sitcom. and the wrong kooky tall guy. Oh my god, that could, you could have really. <laughs> well, like, no, in fairness, him. in fairness, there yes. were quite a few tall kooky. Yeah, like fun brother characters. Absolutely, around that era, gangly guys. So it makes sense. It makes sense. Now, <laughs> my thinking in choosing the survivor. Are we talking about the film now. I, yeah, let's jump to yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. My thinking in choosing the survivor for you was actually something I I thought out. Now I hadn't seen this film, but I was like, let's watch one that you haven't seen, uh-huh. that none of us have seen. I knew that you hadn't seen it. Um, and I was like, oh, it's a new movie. What are the chances of Jordan having seen The Survivor? And I looked like at the blue, I didn't even watch the trailer for this. I just read the blue. I'm like, okay, this sounds interesting. We got a movie buff on our hands. Let's, <laughs> let's chuck him The Survivor. I don't think I thought fully because I'm, I shouldn't, I should leave the super depressing ones for you and me, I yeah. feel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Instead yeah. of bringing guests in, making them watch. A movie over two hours long about We're having what... to navigate complex topics. Yeah, well, let me do the Can blurb. We, before for... we talk about yeah. the blurb, I think this is worth a trigger warning. Oh, yeah. Um, around there's, uh, I would say Holocaust. Anything yeah. around the Holocaust. Anything around those sort of concepts. Um, I don't think we're going to go. You know, I don't think we're equipped to go that deep. But just no. a heads up, we might be. We by virtue of what this film's about, we'll be covering some of those topics. Yeah, so. I was curious. <laughs> I'm yeah. very, I'm very honest. As it began, I was like, how do they approach, like, have you done When They See Us yet? No. Okay. No, no, no. <laughs> I so, reckon. So, and and, and no. we kind of have a list of movies that where we go, um, like, like When They See Us is one of my favourite shows. It's incredible, I, yeah. I, 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 I stopped it's... watching it. So I was watching When They, this is cute. I was watching Jeez. When They See Us when Zach and I came up with the idea for this podcast, right, right. so I stopped watching it. Right. So I've yeah. only watched two episodes of it, but fuck, it was so good. But it, it is one of those mm. things where it's, I mean, we, we've not really talked that openly about it, but it's on the list of like, how are we going to talk mm. about this? Just because, um, you know, it's an incredible piece of filmmaking, but th- I, there's nothing I'm going to add. Me making a piece mm. of content about it... Mm. Uh, is good because I, th- I think people should watch it. Same with this show. We'll talk about that. Mm. You know, it's good to talk about films like this because then people watch it. Yeah. Mm. But um, what, like, what am I going to add? Yeah. I'm but not also smart it adds enough. To the, it adds to the, the, the never-ending mosaic of John Leguizamo's work because you got When mm. They See Us, which is one of the heaviest, saddest <laughs> shows I've ever watched. Be- beautiful. But, yeah. like, what am I going to say? Like, maybe our episode about that is just, like, Go watch it. Yeah. We're not going to talk about it. Yeah. Just go watch it. It's, I do have, and maybe this is not appropriate, but I do have a slightly funny story about when I was watching When They See Us because I was watching it um, with my brother when I was still living at home. And actually, I've just moved back home. I don't know why I said that. Like, that's a past self that I've grown out of. Anyway, I, <laughs> I was watching it with my brother and my mum came in and, you know, that bad lawyer that's played by Felicity Huffman, yeah. the real bad lady. Um, she was at the end defending herself um, for her bad deeds, terrible person. And my mum walked in and was like, God, it was hard for women back then. <laughs> God, they really had to fight for their place. And they didn't do things that they would necessarily be proud of, but they were just trying to keep up with the men. And I was like, Mum, no. no. I was yeah, like, Mum, I'm like, four hours of context <laughs> yeah. that you I'm need. Telling you, yeah. you this gonna... woman's not a feminist. <laughs> so when it's not. You got it wrong, Mum. She's wearing shoulder pads, but it's for the devil. <laughs> I really appreciate uh, the sentiment. But yes. Wrong. <laughs> Say to Mum, this incredible. was directed by a woman. Yeah. <laughs> 
It's okay. This is not it's the one. This is not the one, one to back. I don't think. I don't think you want to <laughs> die on this hill. <laughs> um, all right. The Survivor is a biographical drama based on the life of Harry Haft, a Jewish man from Poland who survived Auschwitz concentration camp by taking part in boxing matches with other inmates, where they where they fought to the death as a form of entertainment for the soldiers. Uh, it mostly follows his life post-war as he builds a boxing career and searches for his long-lost wife, all whilst being plagued by his traumatic memories. It's hard to make jokes in this blurb or keep it light considering how fucking depressing this film was, but I will say that Danny DeVito pops up sporadically throughout the film and he's fucking iconic. John Leguizamo plays Pepe, Haft's boxing coach, a man who's hungry, whose hunger to win sorry, is almost as strong as his little but fierce moustache. Oh. I'll say uh, I was when when we started watching this film, I was like, oh no, we shouldn't have gotten a guest on. I'm sorry that we're making you talk about such heavy things. Oh, it's fine. Um, <laughs> oh, great. I'm into uh, it. Um, <laughs> I'm glad but, I'm, a I'm not into the themes of the film. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> sorry, I should. But you're happy to go there. I'm happy to talk See, about it. Um, I I was watching it and I I thought it was a really powerful film. I'm so glad I got to watch it. Mm. There are times doing this podcast where I'm so happy that we're doing it because I get to watch something I never would have watched. This is a HBO film. Yep. Is that really? Yeah. yeah. But with great filmmakers, um, like the director did uh, uh, Good Morning Vietnam. Mm -hmm. and uh, True. So it's a really great director, but mm. it, wasn't, it wasn't given a cinematic release. And I just think that... Uh, this is not a film I would have watched. And, and I think it's not a film that would have appealed to me based on the blurb or the images. I would have thought, oh, it, it, there are other films that mm. tell this story better, I would have thought. Yeah. And I think that this is a film that has a lot of like iconography and a lot of images and a lot of mm -hmm. things that we've seen in other films, you know, like Schindler's List. But even like, um, like uh, you know, boxing movies, there's a lot of boxing movies out mm. there. But the way it puts it all together, I just thought there was a really unique perspective and it was a really, mm. thought it was really beautiful. I thought it was really beautifully written. Yeah. There was some really fantastic scenes and it's not often, I think maybe because it was TV, mm. there were just scenes that almost felt like theatre, just people talking about ideas, mm -hmm. which is very rare. And I thought there was a frankness to it. I was trying to place what makes this different to say a Meadowland, which I couldn't really get behind. We watched a very depressing indie film a few weeks back and I think sometimes I like contrast and, and this director understands that Good Morning Vietnam is a devastating film that's funny for most of it and then it kind of hits you mm. and this film is heavy from the start but yeah. I think what it has that I really thought was very powerful was a frankness people just talk about things there's not like a there's not like a tiptoeing around it there's not like a building up to it it's mm. just like these are the themes we're talking about and the way it's sort of addressed so sort of mm. forwardly, I thought was really powerful. And I think it's a film that's very much worth seeing. I yes. would really recommend it to that's people. That's very interesting. I think that you've said that right. I think that's exactly what was really, really, um, that made this film unique from other war films, I suppose, was the frankness. Yeah. yeah and and the, the ex exploration of themes of, of, of 
by it being set now. Although I've heard this, I read a review of it and there's apparently a Sydney Lumet film with a very similar structure where it's a guy living in Harlem in the 60s Not and really. it's flashbacks to the Holocaust. And Sydney Lumet, I think, is one of my favourite filmmakers and I've not seen that film. So I'm going to go watch that now. Yeah. I think oh, it's so interesting because I, I kind of thought it was a bit shit and I'll tell you why. Okay, sure, go for it. <laughs> no, I did really, I really loved this. I think the thing that kept me going was that I found the story so compelling and so yeah. interesting and I'd never heard of it before. Mm. But I felt like I was, like I wanted to see somebody else's take on it just like in terms of like 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 the the filming of it the way they use flashbacks and stuff like that when he finally has kids at the end when he finally has kids like it's also an IVF journey um, he, um when he has his kids I was kind of like ooh what would the story be if it was like from his son's perspective? There was like an element of it. I think I enjoyed the film. I shouldn't say I thought it was kind of shit. I think I enjoyed the film overall. I did feel like there was something tangible. There was something lost in it. And it was like a perspective thing that I was like, and a way that they uh, told the story um, and using the flashbacks and stuff like that, where I'm like, I feel like it needs something a little bit more tangible or something I don't know, like there was something missing in it for me. Mm. But at the same time, I thought all the acting was really great. I thought some of the cinematography was really great. But mm. I think overall just like the the whole film, I was like, what? Where, where, I don't know. Where is it? Yeah. I, I wasn't 100% on board with the flashbacks, like that being the way that it was that we followed his like boxing career post-war and then the flashbacks kind of came in sporadically every like 20 minutes or so we'd have a, a scene that was in black and white and that was his memory. I wasn't 100% on board with that. Um, I found myself being far more kind of interested in the flashback stuff than I was the boxing career stuff. It kind of lagged a little bit for me. Mm, yeah. yeah. Um, however, I do think that the sound, the, um, oh, my God, the sound, the music, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's Hans Zimmer, by the way. Hans Zimmer Ooh. did the music. What the hell? Yeah. Why does that guy stop? He doesn't. I think he's got like a little, I think he's like, uh, oh, yes, I'll come in and I'll press a little yeah, key yeah, and then yeah. you can do the rest he's of got it. A I think he's like Michelangelo. I think mm. he's got a lot of little underlings mm. under yes. him. Like, you know. And I thought the cinematography was phenomenal and I think that the cast was fucking stacked. I mean, we I finally change. got to see Billy Magnumusson or whatever his name is play a Nazi and he has his whole career been leading up I'm to that bad. point. Yeah, he's just like, <laughs> give me the role. Give me the role. Yeah, I can do but this. there isn't a role in this. This is what I was thinking on my drive here. Because I watched it today. I usually watch it the day before, but I did watch it today. The drive here, I was thinking there isn't someone that I would – I often think like who would I like to see play that role? I wouldn't change anyone in this film, I don't think. Sarsgaard no. is like – I think that there's like some sort of two-for-one deal. I feel like he and um, Johnny <laughs> Johnny John Legs yeah. – what, what was his name going to be in Johnny – Bravo, Johnny <laughs> – was he going to change his no, last No, no. It was like if he'd had a different name. Oh, yeah. yeah. What was it going to be? He was going to be Johnny. Oh, God. It was, someone we watched him on like a – so, yeah, please someone remind us. We watched him do a, an episode of like Find My Family. Where he found out what was his great-great-grandfather's great last name was. That's yeah. so funny. So and yeah. he could have been Johnny something. I love that um, shit. But him and Sarsgaard, Peter Sarsgaard – I got in trouble. It's Sarsgaard. Sarsgaard. Not yeah, Skarsgård. I always do that though. Yeah, I always same. say I didn't Skarsgård. even know I was doing it and then I found out. Um, but they are in so many movies together. And I think it's so a, many. I think it's a type, it's a type of film they're drawn to. I think it's a budget that like can afford them. I think it's mm. a but like Johnny Legs and Sarsgaard. <laughs> 
And I think it's also just like a, a probability thing. Mm. Yeah. If two people are in 200 movies each, chances are they're going to be in 50 together. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, but they are in so many movies so together. Many. But they were both playing parts that they play really well and often. Like, oh, yeah, that's exactly. They, like, <laughs> they were like iconically Sarsgaard. That neither of them auditioned. It no. was like, hey, Sarsgaard, you want to play a sleazy journalist? <laughs> yes, I do. Hey, Johnny, you want to play a, like a... He is Poseidon? so good, Sarsgaard. Sarsgaard. He so is. Good. Like... It's like as soon as he came in with his iconic, like quite like sweet, almost like it's like a syrupy voice when he's like, well, I'm going to tell you a story yeah. if you mm. like. And you're like, you're a villain. Yeah, he's, a, he's a thinking man's <gasps> Edward Norton. Yeah. Yes, 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 yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, I would love to do a quick chat about Ben Foster who played Harry. Yeah. Now. I didn't, when I read the cast, I was like, oh, I don't know who Ben Foster is. Didn't recognise the name, right? And then mm. I saw him, I'm like where do I know this guy from? And I'm like watching it a bit and then I'm like, all right, I'll just pull him up on the, the IMDb because you can do that now because of the internet. So what's this? What's this IMDb? What does it actually mean? So like, yeah. Internet I was, movie oh, database. God, my whole thing's just gone <laughs> crazy. But anyway, I was looking at it and I was like, 310 to Yuma, yeah, I've seen that, but that's, no, that's not it. That's not where I recognise him. Um, and then I was like, oh, he's also been in, you know, Alpha Dog, I've not seen that. And then I was like, no, no, that's not it. And then I was scrolling through his filmography and I was like, there it fucking is. He was in a movie called Get Over It <gasps> in the mid-nine, no, late nine, no, early noughties maybe, like 2001 or something. We're talking Kristen Stewart. We're talking Cisco. Yeah. We're talking Shane West, yeah, like who Shane we've talked West. about a lot on this podcast. Midsummer Night's Dream. Well, yep. And he did e- Shane West did ER with John Lennon. And Lepisamo. A Walk to Remember. And A Walk to Don't Even. That's my least favourite movie of all time. <laughs> Yet she's watched it. My yeah. least favourite movie of all time, Get over I watched it. once. Get Over It <laughs> is like, I watched that film. It's got Marty Short in it My as well. mind is blown. Have you seen it? Yes, I know oh. exactly who he is. He's the lead guy. The lead guy. He sings a song in it. They do the play. He's obsessed with Kirsten Stewart. Yeah, Kirsten, Kirsten Stewart. Kirsten no, no, Stewart. Kirsten Dunst. Kirsten Dunst, not Kirsten Stewart. Dunst. Kirsten, yeah, thank you. And it's like, this movie is a, a, like a hot, one of those like, High school movies that came out, it's like its target audience is like 18-year-old yes, girls. Yeah. Um, and it's about a high school that's putting on a play um, and the play is A Midsummer Night's Dream but then the actual get over it, the story of the actual movie is kind of A Midsummer Night's Dream-ish. Mm. And it's just got this like fucked – Cisco's in it. It's anyway, insane. he plays the lead and I was like, why did he get this role? I remember watching it going like, who's he? I know all the others. Like, who's this guy? And then 20 years later he pops up. And playing look- Harry Haft in The Survivor, like, a lead really well. Just phenomenal. Like, yeah. what, a, what no, no. the fuck? When he's sitting there after that fight and his face is beat, oh. I was like, oh. oh. Also, like, like, the whole thing of, like, him, like, wanting to do these fights and stuff and, and wanting to get in the paper so that he could find the love of his life that, mm. like, he was separated from in Poland because of the Nazis mm. and then, like, like feeling that like she's gone, maybe he's accepted that, and then like years later they're both fucking married. Yeah, and then they come together and they're like, and there's this moment of like, it didn't feel like they were both like, ah, oh, but we found the loves of our lives outside of this as well. Mm. It felt like they were like, damn. Yeah, <laughs> it really felt like they were like, this could have been his sons. They've been like, man, sorry, dad. <laughs> like, but we got to go back to mum now. Yeah, movie. like that's. I I think that was something I really liked is that it, there was just this like lack of sentimentality. It mm. looked like an older movie. Yeah. Like it looked and felt because it was very written, it had very beautiful music, it was shot very beautifully. It felt 
older than it is. Yeah, and he was giving Marlon Brando. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Like it felt like to me it felt kind of 80s, 90s, you know, like maybe Mm. 70s. But Mm. it felt older. But it really just didn't have any sentimentality to it. It was just. You're so right about the 80s thing. That is exactly what it felt like. It had that kind of. It like, it, like okay, maybe I like you know we talk a lot about being in the right headspace for movies, particularly really really heavy ones. Maybe I just wasn't in the right headspace, but I found that it lagged a bit. Often, like I do when I watch dramas from the eighties, because they don't do a lot of flashbang stuff. It's a lot of like your your kind of character. This character's kind of carrying you through. Maybe this that was story. it for me as well. Yeah. Because, I, but I also have to. I skipped a bit only because I can't watch fights. I, I hate watching like like boxing the, fights. What about on the street if like just like a cat fight? Maybe I could watch that. Like just, just like two, two girls, girls in the bathroom two girls <laughs> fighting. Yeah. Like, you know. Is it like in Martin bikinis and I'm like, okay, I can't watch this fight. <laughs> <laughs> I can't. There's boxing fights in particular because it's all brutal. for the head. Yeah, it's mm. so I'm like, punch him in the shoulder or something. And it's <laughs> so... MMA fights really. Like my partner yeah. watches MMA fights sometimes like yeah. on television, obviously. And um. I just I can't get on. I'm like I can't get on board with that. It's just yeah. too. It's too like the my my goal is to hurt you. Mm. That's just a bit like insane. Well, to and me. I think, but I mean, I think it's it's worth. That's what I I thought this was going to be that kind of movie. Mm. I thought this was going to be like inspiring and boxing and Rocky mm. and that it wasn't that. That it was no. It was not that, and the fighting was not meant to be anything other than what it was. Yeah. It's, it's really brutal. Yeah, it's, it's a brutal just, film. It's a brutal. It's got an film. R rating because of violence. Yeah, it's and a it's not like uh, like yeah. It's it's um, fucking full on. I was yes. gonna say yeah. No, I just thought it was just really nice. There was a lot of moments there where they, where other filmmakers would have played it more sad. Yeah. Or more. Beautiful or more inspiring or more Hollywood. Hollywood. And yeah. there was a lot, it was interesting because it looked very Hollywood and it sounded very Hollywood. But then there were just a lot of scenes that were just like, fuck. Yeah. This is fucked up and I don't know. Yeah. And it was a lot of that. It just sort of sat in the, mm. I don't know, man. And also just like how you're like, they just didn't even have the words to describe, like that moment where he's literally saying he doesn't, where he's talking to his brother and mm. he's like, that mm. was heartbreaking. But just also being like, nobody was like talking about trauma and like everybody was just like, yep, you just Awful. get up and keep it. And imagine being the kid. That's what I was thinking about. It's like, you're the children of that as well. Mm. Have you ever watched, um, I mean, yeah. it's a bit loaded now, but have you ever watched Transparent? The, yeah. The f- second season mm. of Transparent, I think, addresses the intergenerational trauma of the Holocaust. It's so good. I'm sorry to all our Judith listeners Light. that are here for funny, funny, but yeah, but season they got two the funny, of Transparent, funny at the start. Yeah. We're good. season two of Transparent is just. It, it, I think addresses exactly that because that's like two generations later. Yeah, and it and it is. It's it's. I mean, you, how that is a trauma that lives on. Yeah, that's a trauma, and it's just. I think that's why it's so important. I mean, I don't want to get too. But that's why it's so important that we tell these stories Mm. and that we watch these stories and that we encourage people to watch these stories because I think that it was not long ago Mm. and it's so important that people know this is a fucking factor in people's lives. Yeah, And it's only a few generations back and they just need to, if if we want to live in a more empathetic world, we need to know these stories. Yeah, absolutely. Sorry, Mish, go on. No, no, no. I think, like, no, you make... Thinking about how it, how it wasn't very long ago really fucks me every time I really two wasn't. three four generations people are still alive yeah. today you know yeah, yeah, yeah. and it's just and like you said then they raised people 
People yeah. lived through that and then raised people and then they raised people and that doesn't go away. No. And I just think it's so... And the ideas that led to that don't go away. Mm. I don't want to get too full on no, here, but, but it's, it's just... bringing it back to legs. Um, <laughs> I, no, no, I had a big lesson when we watched Encanto because I watched... We loved Encanto. We oh, yeah. Encanto, obviously. I mean, you're only here. And I was like, oh, that grandmother's a bitch. And then um, I, I was just like, she's just a bitch. And then Zach was just like, oh, I think. And prob- the movie. Sorry. <laughs> and the second half of the movie. <laughs> you, you were about to say Zach said this and I was like, also the movie said this. <laughs> anyway, oh, yeah, yeah, also the movie. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> no. um, but it's a lot more about intergenerational trauma. And I was just like, oh. And then I had someone DM me and I don't remember their name and I'm so sorry, but I had a big chat with them about it. Oh, that's it. great. Yeah. And I had this like real like, like. That's exactly what yeah. that is. She's not just a big fucking bitch. <laughs> like, um, just... And, yeah, no, I think I, I learned a lot from that experience and it happened to be with Encanto. It's also mm. crazy even just, like, looking at you, the, like, the way that you grew up is because of the way that your parents grew up is because of the way that their parents grew up and you mm. see that happen. Mm. Like, God, I hope he's not listening to this podcast. He does, he's a big supporter of my work. But dad, my dad didn't have, like, a super present dad in his life and you see that because he's – very clucky with his adult children, <laughs> but yeah. he's so like, so like, um, obsessed with us. And like, mm. oh, but sometimes I'm like, you don't have to worry. Like, he'll be like, oh God, I'm like, I'm sorry, I won't be there for like this thing. And it's like, that's fine. But his yeah, like idea fine. of like what a good dad is is like out of control. Yeah, because he just is. Like, he's got no idea, no path to follow. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, you, you sound like a crazy man. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right no, hundred percent. You know, it's quite. Yeah, it's kind of. Interesting, and you got to have time for it. But I literally cannot imagine what it was like, especially for the first generation after that to oh be God. raised by parents who like wouldn't even talk about it. There are people whose parents told them on their deathbeds that they'd survived camps and stuff like that. Like they said that they'd made it out of the countries in time their whole lives, and then like on their deathbeds admitted that they were at the camps, which is just fucked up. Yeah, and it's just you could imagine that you just like don't want to. Give them that trauma. But well, what do you, how do you even do, like, what do you yeah. even do with that? Yeah. Like, that is so mm. awful. It's so awful. Yeah. And it, and it's just, and I think it's, I think it's one of those things where it's like, it's just so important to have the context and, you know, that, that there are other, you know, there are other people. This, I, I feel like I'm getting too heavy for the, but it's just like, <laughs> it's I think it's so important that we're more empathetic to, to all refugees and all people that be, that come from different cultures. Because it's like when people see shit like that, mm. it's going to take them a minute to yeah. work through it, process it. And we need to just be more empathetic and loving and do all that we can to like, it's just so full on. It's yeah. so full on. And I, I that's just what I'll – to bring it back to this film, what I loved about this film and what I thought – like I said, there are, I think I've now read about it and there are other films I want to watch now, particularly this Sydney Lumet film. Um, I should look up the name of it. But, but something that I loved about this compared to, you know, I think the black and white photography was very evocative of Schindler's List. I think that – by having it, the flashbacks, it placed it in our world in a way. I think sometimes you can watch films about this, about the Holocaust, and it can be easy to put it into another place, another time, another world. But to have someone in a, in a time closer to now, in a society closer to ours, having flashbacks to it, I thought that connection, I don't know, it just made me sort of, it, it's a 
perspective I haven't quite seen on it. And it really, mm. I think I was, and like you said, I think I was in the right place yeah. mm. to watch this movie. I think it was something I, like um, I needed to see. Like mm. I just was like, it was the right time for me to see this story. And and it was just, I just thought it was really very powerful. And, and I just, I think uh, I really, I really love stories like this, yeah. where it's just a story, just a, a really talented mm. Artists, I'm going on a rant here, but talented artists and craftspeople telling a story, yes, and not being too fancy with it, just and also like like we've said this before in the podcast, but I'm gonna say it again. Um, no, wait, I don't know if we have said this before in the podcast. <laughs> Maybe you haven't. Uh, <laughs> that I before starting this podcast, I fi- I assumed that anything that was straight to television or straight to DVD was not great. You know what I mean? Mm. Or straight, like that if it didn't hit the cinemas that it probably wasn't worth seeing or that it wouldn't whatever, if it doesn't have the eight, nine star ratings, whatever. But that's just not the case. It's literally just about no. like it's whether just not they the had case. a good, whether they had a good uh, festival run, yeah. whether they got the right distributor or whether it made it to Australia mm. or whether like this was just, it got made as a HBO film. It's yeah. Like, that's There's the so many place standalone movies there. Yeah. Yeah. It's why, and it, people, often people will use that, good directors and writers will use a TV film to like get the buzz around them to get that Emmy nom mm. and a, a Golden Globe nomination so that then they can move on to more mm. feature films. But also mm. like there's probably, I think with HBO sometimes because like the very accomplished directors are just like, I want to tell this story. Yeah. And I don't really mind how I put it out. Mm. But it's like they when HBO did Grey Gardens, it was like I can't imagine that having a cinematic release unless like, I mean, maybe Greta Gerwig can write it. Actually, that would be pretty incredible. But <laughs> like <laughs> the story. tied up in Narnia land Yeah, now. yeah. But the story could have success in a narrower, like mm. more niche, like uh, in an HBO field. Whereas if there was, if you had to do a cinematic release, then there'd be extra pressures, extra producers and all this other stuff to change the story to suit a wider audience rather than being like, no, this is for people who watch HBO at 9 p.m. on a Sunday. Yeah. yeah. And, like, and yeah. might already be familiar with this story and stuff like that, which I think is kind of cool. I do want to say, mm. so do you remember that scene where um, Danny DeVito is walking on the pier with him right mm. before the fight? Mm-hmm. Do you think that Danny was present that day on set? <laughs> I don't think he was. Oh, I wasn't paying attention. Like, no, I, I wasn't I thinking about it. Was there was not. Because, was fuck, that's funny. It was just the back of him, the whole walk of the pier. And we saw we saw the other guy's face. We saw Harry's face. And then they get to the pier. They sit on the edge. It's a new shot, but you still don't see his face. Yeah. And I was like, they could have just got another guy of similar oh, stature. I'm usually really good at picking up and on I stuff was like, like that. I was just like, I don't believe that he was there. <laughs> Just don't I, think it was too. And I was, at first I was like, maybe it's an artistic choice, but there was too many broken shots trying yeah. to convince us that they are in the same. And he wasn't even in. Like I couldn't even get him to go to the pier another day. Yeah, <laughs> like yeah, yeah. They they had him for like two days. Yeah, like you yeah, got yeah, Danny yeah. for two days. He was great in this. He's I so forget good. how much I like Danny DeVito. I think yeah. he's a bit of fun. It was he, such a great cut. I, I genuinely was, though, mm. I do want to just come back, like almost this is my final thought. It's Ben Forster. Mm. Is that his name? Ben? No. Uh, is name? it Ben Foster? Ben Foster, Foster yeah. Ben Foster is a music theatre star, I think. <laughs> <laughs> ben Foster. Should have been in the film. I had a real, like, who's this guy moment as well. And I don't, I can't really, I need to look. Oh, he's in the Laramie Project. Anyway. 
There was like a bit when he was confronting. (laughs) Whoa. (laughs) There was a bit where he was confronting Sarsgaard in the second scene in the boxing ring where he just like, I can't even remember what it was, but like he did this line where he was like talking about something heavy and he just did like a, what would you do? Or he did like a, like he had this throwaway line where I was just like, this is some of the best acting I've ever seen in my oh, life. <laughs> I was just like, holy fucking shit. I felt that How way. How is this guy like not? Yeah, well, that's what I was, that's my big, big, big takeaway from this film based on cast, or one of them anyway, is that where is Ben Foster? Because he's phenomenal. Like he really is. And like, I mean, he does stuff. He's working. He's a working actor. But like, and I mean, he's in X-Men. He's done shit. But like. <laughs> I'd not noticed him. He's maybe he's what John Leguizamo is. I was just about to say. Yeah, because I'd not noticed him and he was phenomenal. For me, final thought uh, the final flashback scene of his final fight at the camp was fucking like floored me. Oh, that was devastating. Devastating. But it was just some of the most, it was just, he's just, he was so good. It's like this was his role. Like this was just really, really cool for him to get. You know, mm. that's my final thought. Bit of a shout out to Ben Foster. Oh, I have one other final thought, but no, yeah. do it, do it. My other final thought is actually about John Leguizamo. Yes, um, and you could have saved it. You could have. This is what I'll often do when I have two final thoughts. Mm. You want to know my trick? Mm. I'll and particularly if the save second the, one yeah, no, is is then you you save it for the Leguizamo. That's what I was about it. to do, but then Jordan said, "Go on." No, I'm going to save it. Go but on, see, you'll see a little. You'll see a little bit of Lego's armor magic. <laughs> Wait, Jordan, okay, great, do you great, have great. any? Do you have any final thoughts? You don't have to. Final thoughts for me. I think I still stand by what I said at the start. I think I rushed to say that I thought it was shit. Oh, that's okay. It's <laughs> fine. I think fine. I just wasn't in the right headspace, and also I. No, do... We say that a lot, and <laughs> often that's code for it was shit. But no, like you no, were vibing um, it. I, I, I was very much in the right headspace. Yes. I say. Yeah, 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 yeah. But also maybe it. I just. Um, uh, I, I think that um, I maybe skipping through the fighting scenes because I just was flinching so hard. Honestly, just mm. flinching. Yeah. Like, mm. just like, and just can't, I've never been hit in the face. So the imagine, like, oh, I mean, I've been hit in the face, but I've never been like punched, you know? Yeah. Um, so, uh, listeners, if you see me, <laughs> be the, I'd love some empathy for these guys <laughs> so then I can finally watch a fight scene. <laughs> but I, I think that maybe that, possibly lost the gravitas for me, like the tension in the film. Mm. I do think that it could have been, I think that uh, something that was lost was just the way that they told the story. But I did like coming back to Sarsgaard at the end, him showing up. I literally clutched my pearls. I was like, what has he got to say? (laughs) And also, oh, okay. So this is a twist that was never going to happen. But in my sick, sick mind, I thought that maybe his wife did find her and didn't tell him. (gasps) I thought that was going to be like a final reveal. But that didn't that happen been a because great that twist. would have been psycho and not in the world of the movie at and all. And also the movie's <laughs> biographical. So exactly, did that... exactly. And it's not, it's not 90s biographical. In the 90s they would have just done Sexy it. thriller. They would have just changed And this ending. has got to wrap up in five minutes. They're not going <laughs> to... Yeah. It's not going to be like that and that would be insane. But no. a part of me was like, I've watched too much Gossip Girl. <laughs> it is I amazing. Def- it is amazing sometimes. Like we'll do that where we'll be like, I really wanted a twist. And then it's like, wait a second. Yeah. <laughs> Did I? Yeah, well, that's it have I just been like fucked up by. Well, that's like, what Meadowland was for me. I lo- I really liked it. I was in the right headspace for Meadowland. Yeah, and time. I was terribly yeah. in the wrong place. And I like the first time I watched Meadowland because we had to watch it twice. 
it's the only movie we've ever had to watch twice because we lost the first recording. Um, but the <gasps> second time I watched it, it was like, the first time I watched it, I was like, I just want a twist. Where's the, and there's no twist. It's literally just a, this story of this yeah. couple trying to survive this thing. Anyway, um, we should do our Leguistamos. Jordan, Leguistamos are essentially a rating out of five stars on how leguizamo it is. So it's not what you think the film is. So, for example, I would give this film three stars. But I'm going to give it. Wait, before I give my leg, can I give my leg with Starmer rating first? Do you mind? Yeah, but yeah, you explain. I'm going to explain why I'm going to give this particular score. Now, John Leguizamo was fantastic in this, and it is such a Leguizamo role. You were right when you said that this is the a Sarsgaard role and this is a John Leguizamo role. I agree with you. Ten years earlier, I don't think this was like there was something about this role that just didn't quite sit right with me. I don't know why. I don't know why. I can't explain it. He was great. He was fantastic. He was fun. There was like ad libby stuff he did. He's phenomenal. He really does give space to everybody else. That was a beautiful thing you said at top there, Jordan. Like, so true. So true. Yeah. Um, this was not, he was not the star of this film and he knew his, and he shone in exactly what he was doing. However, I don't actually think it was the perfect role for John Leguizamo. I'm going to give it three and a half Leguizamos. <gasps> Do you know what it felt? Oh, yeah, I'm going to save it for my Starmo. Go, <laughs> Zach. Save your Starmo. Um, I think this is a great film. I really, and again, I think I was in the right place for it. I, I, I think it's a really special film. I think people should watch it, form their own opinion and have it, have it because it's just, it's very, um, it is what it is. Makes me want to rewatch. Makes me want to rewatch. Um, Good Morning Vietnam, so bad. I love that movie. I haven't seen that film in so long. I haven't long. seen it since I was a kid. Since I wonder I was what a it kid. like. It also feels like one of those movies where I'm like, what would it look like, like with like today? Do you know what I mean? If they made it today, or, or like, like, oh, oh, watching it back, like yeah. if it's something you haven't seen for like years and years. I wonder, like, because those those movies are often like kind of interesting, especially like. I feel like that we're going on a Good Morning America, um, Good Morning Vietnam. Good Morning, <laughs> good morning America. America is very different. Very different. <laughs> a lot darker. Um, I, I think that, look, I just, I just remember the reason why I think what, what I remember of it was that it, it really used his stand-up style. Like yeah. Like it used Robin Williams' stand-up style to put me at ease. It's one of the first examples I ever have in my head of Taika Waititi did it really beautifully with Boy. That's a great example I can yeah. think of more oh. recently. But something that puts you at ease with humour and then devastates you with, like, the film that it's actually telling. Like, the idea of the whole piece. That's my memory of it is that it was really funny, but the whole thing was a really devastating anti-war Like the film. Truman Show. Yeah. Like the Truman Show. That's that, the one I can Truman think. Show was less anti-war. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yes, I agree. Less anti-war, no, I, but like softens. So was boy. Opened. <laughs> no, no, but it, it's just it was the timing yeah. of you saying it. That. Does the takeaway was war is hell, which is the whereas I think that more the other movies I think about like Saving Private Ryan and stuff like that. Sometimes mm. it's like war is hell, but ultimately America. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Even Band of Brothers does that. Like right up until like the final episode, they're like, and don't forget America. I've forgotten America. America yeah. <laughs> There's that bit like in uh, in Saving Private Ryan where the mm. opening 20 minutes is so devastating. Yeah. But it ends on Tom Hanks with a pistol shooting a tank. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. America! He's like, it's, I'm not going to kill this tank, but I'm going to fucking try. <laughs> <laughs> wild. 
Stamo. My Stamo is. Uh, so I just wanted to say how highly I thought of it. In terms of Stamo, it's like a three, maybe a two and a half. It's a Why? two and a half Stamo. He's good in it. Yeah. It's a great leg with Samo role. I think, I think, you know, I just, I'm, I'm here for, at this point in his career, I'm here for no less than a third build or an and. That's what I, that was the And this I'm, is a exactly. fifth or a sixth build. He wasn't even, he's not even in the main cast list. And on, it's like, um, and I, all the websites yeah. And stuff. In fact, I had to like triple check he was in it before like. I committed to giving it to you, George, because I was like, where's his name? There's no pictures of him. I can't. He's there. And I love him in it. And I think he said yes because it's a powerful story. I'm glad we watched it. I think that's maybe why he did it. He was probably like, this is a week of shooting. Yeah. It's a great story. It's a beautiful story. And I'd love to be a part of it. And I think that's really nice. Mm. But I just think... I'm not going to give it more than a two and a half leg with Starmo if he's, mm. if he's, if he, if, if he, it's the Mishwitrup rule. Mm. I, you could re- replace him mm. and uh, it would have still been as powerful of a film. Because yeah. you wanted more for him as well. Ultimately it's because. Mm. Well, no, I think, I think it was just, you know, so Speed, for example, gets two leg with Starmos, even though he's not in it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's an intangible a, quality yeah. to yeah, the leg with yeah, Starmos. yeah. Uh, I think what it is 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 he. I didn't want more of him. Yes. It, okay. Right. Uh, that is a high a high Leguistamo score. Might be that he's not in it that much, and I wanted more. That's a very Leguistamo thing. Yeah. yeah. That very. he's in two two. He's in the first act and the last act, yeah. and I just wanted more Leguistamo. Or he dies in the first third, and you're like, why did he die? Yeah. I thought he was going to be like a main character. Five Leguistamo. That's a five Leguistamo. <laughs> to be hurt like that is yeah. a very Leguistamo yeah, experience, yeah, yeah, as yeah. you know. For me, it was the fact that I didn't need more of him. This was Ben Foster. This was mm. there were so many beautiful actors. I thought it was such a beautiful story. Mm. He was in it the right amount, and if he wasn't in it, I would have liked the film just as yeah. much. A hundred percent. And yeah. I loved. Let me tell you, I love John Leguizamo. Yeah, <laughs> I I hadn't gathered that yeah. from being invited here this evening. <laughs> So, Jordan, based on your knowledge of Leguistamos now, yes. having seen The Survivor, what yep. would you, how... This is the most, dista- like, tasteless thing we've ever done. I would say... <laughs> this film, Leguistamos. <laughs> <laughs> I give it three Leguistamos. You're beautiful. Um, I would have said two and a half, but the reason I give it three is because when he came on screen, I went, oh, there's John. <laughs> I love when that, that's still, I, it doesn't matter how many episodes deep we are in this podcast, I still have that reaction yes. whenever I see Waco. him in anything. Waco. Waco is still, still is the best. Bubble. Yes! Have you seen Waco? Have you seen Waco? Of course I've oh seen Waco. God. Jordan! I love that. You simply must I love be the host Holt. of this podcast. I love John. <laughs> we'll, have you, we'll have you on when, you know, there's a new Waco coming yeah. out. It's Waco The Trials. Yeah. I have heard about this. It's already yeah. come I, out. I've forgotten about it. We just don't have yes. access to it. Oh, really? It's out. Wow. Michael I've, Shannon's in it? Yeah. Well, he's back. He's, I mean, did he, was he in the last couple episodes of Waco? If I'm, I, brought, I watched it all on a plane, which was full of... On. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I hate this, but I have to keep going. Oh, like, I was I I want to rewatch Waco so bad. I really And it's want got to. that chick from Two Leslie in it that everybody campaigned yes, for. Yes. Well, uh, we watched She's that so very good. early on. She is we very must good. watch. She had a rough run there. I'm, oh, I'm so excited for Waco the trials. But the, the, his um, appearance in that, you remember that? You probably don't, but but we were talking it's like he pops his head through a window. They span across <laughs> the street and they go to an empty house and then there's John just like walks up to the window and that's 
the end of the episode. Absolutely and it sweating was, as well. Oh, like it was the most <laughs> absolute. It was the most beautiful Leguizamo reveal ever. Jordan, yes. Where okay, can people so, find you? What do you need to plug? Okay. I um I will plug. Oh, I just want to finish with the Starmers. I oh, oh my God, I think yeah, sorry, one God. last thing. I think he did it because of the team. I think that yeah. that was what was evident for me. So it didn't. It wasn't enough for him to get any more half or full stars for that point. Because I um I was like, you just want to work with these people, which yeah, is fair I think enough. You're I right. love that. He That's said, I'll work. I'll do point. it to work with Barry Levison. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yep. And then um, he didn't get a fucking part in Dope Sick. Absolutely. He's like he did the same the same reason that I did the dance call for West Side Story when I left uni. I was like, just want to be seen. <laughs> in front of people. <laughs> um, I um, where, but you can find me on Instagram at jbar underscore six six six. I have uh, two podcasts, Pop Gaze and uh, Sex and the Sex in the Sex. Um, they both are coming out of a big hiatus, but I promise Love we're committing. We're committing. <laughs> Guys, don't worry. We've just been really busy. Well, since, Mish and um, Zach love a hiatus. Yeah, we do. We enjoy it. Um, have, are you? How far into Sex and the Sex and the Sex are you? Pretty far. We're up to season five. Great. <sighs> Which we've, uh, the backstory is that Honor and I started this when we were 21. So given that context. Wow. <laughs> but the What last... are you now, 22? Oh, yeah. Hey. <laughs> I watched two <laughs> random episodes of season one of Sex in the City yes. today after watching The Survivor. Um, and fuck, I'm keen to rewatch the whole thing again. Oh, we'll have you on. We'll have you oh, both please. on. It's oh, great. It's you. good yeah, fun. I'd love to. It's yeah, good yeah, fun. I'd love to be on it. So um, you'll be on it in 10 years' time when we get to season six. <laughs> I, love, I love Sex in the City too. The movies of Sex in the City uh, is... Uh, shocking. Shocking. I've never seen them. So it, I've never seen Sex in the City until we started watching. Oh, so, fun. Uh, yeah. Oh, that's, that's good. Such, that's great. It's yeah. good. It's dated, but it's good. Oh, boy, yeah. Oh, it's yeah, It's totally yeah, yeah. dated, but it is still so enjoyable. Yeah. Um. Thank Mish, you so where can we find you? At Mish Witchrop, mate. At Mish and Zach. Yeah, hell yeah. What about you, Zach? Yeah. Threads. Yeah. <laughs> find Zach on Threads. Um, thank you so much for joining us, Jordan. Thanks thank you so much me. for listening in. What should Tom take us away with? Um, uh, to- I'm good. It, I think it's it's fine. N- n- I don't mind. <laughs> Tom, you choose what would you take us Tom, away with this Maybe, maybe with Hans Zimmer. Some Hans oh, Zimmer. Oh, some Hans Zimmer. That's nice. Yeah, yeah. Or some Hans Zimmer-esque music that yeah. you've written for something yeah. else. Oh, Tom. yeah, true. Thanks, Tom. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, Tom. Um, and thank you so much for listening and we'll bloody catch you next week. Bye.